from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. First and ten Bears fake the handoff to Reese, shaping, looking to throw. He's going deep over the middle for Baldwin. He's got it. Touchdown, Baylor. Blake Shapin to Monterey Baldwin, 49 yards for the Baylor strike. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. A lot of credit to uh, Oklahoma State. You know, I thought that... Um, they started fast. I thought that all three sides of it uh, for them played really confident and fast. I thought, um, you know, I'm proud of our team for the second half that we had and the ability to um, to start that third quarter with some um, um, some emotion and. Um, some energy, which frankly was was missing in the first and second quarter. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. I think maybe he looked the clock and said, hey, maybe it was about out. That's going to do it. Yeah. Bears lose at home for the first time in two seasons. Their nine-game home winning streak comes to an end today. Oklahoma State comes into McLean Stadium and knocks off the Bears 36-25. Cowboys, the final score. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Monday and highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Coach Dave Aranda in there post game from Saturday. Let you listen to a little bit of that coming up in the hour. But the Bears, uh, Aaron, coming off a home loss for the first time in two seasons. Last game Baylor lost at home was to Oklahoma State. In fact, December of 2020, seven and zero at home last season, two and zero so far this season. Nine game home winning streak snapped by the Cowboys on Saturday. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Talk about that. Look around the Big 12 today and uh, look ahead at the week, which is an open date for the Bears. And uh, they prepare uh, with the open date on Saturday. They'll back their schedule up and do, uh, uh, you know, so that it's a normal week leading into the Thursday night game, Thursday week. Uh, October 13th in Morgantown against West Virginia. That's the next game for the Bears, a 6 p.m. kickoff central time uh, for the Bears and the Mountaineers on FS1. Aaron, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, We were talking about your your family, your sisters. Uh, A lot of folks uh, in your family were at the game on Saturday. Yeah, um, my sisters came into town and went to the game. My brother is a season ticket holder, so my sister-in-law, my nephew went, and then my cousin is also a season ticket holder so he and his wife and his youngest two kids went to the game also so they all met up and tailgated before the game and then you know hung out at halftime it was pretty good I was I always want to be at Baylor games but right. you know it's it's if 
I can't be there, it's a real close second to be able to be here and run the games. But, you know, I would have really have liked to have been there to, to hang out with the family. But everybody had a good time. Uh, the results obviously weren't what everyone wanted, but it was a, a great day. The weather was perfect. And uh, it was good that, that my family got to see and hang out with each other. Yeah, really cool. So that's great. Glad they were there. Wish you could have been there also. Uh, we didn't just make that happen some game, <laughs> you know, where, uh, where you're not in the studio and you can actually be there at the game. Yeah, it was. But the funny thing was, all that kind of came together Friday slash Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, at first it was just, yeah, I have twin sisters, Audra and Sandra, and at first it was just going to be Audra. Right. But uh, she she convinced my sister Sandra to go. They're ba- both Baylor alums to go to, to the Baylor-Oklahoma State game instead of the TCU-Oklahoma game with her husband. Oh, really? Who is a TCU <laughs> alum. Yeah. yeah. So she came down to watch the game and then, you know, did Lots he of go texting. to the TCU game? He did. He okay. sent pictures okay. from the game, and he enjoyed it very much. Not surprisingly, <laughs> I, did. I did too. By the way, <laughs> so yeah, I was a. I, I don't root for TCU. Well, actually, I I take that back. If I'll generally root for TCU if they're not playing Baylor, um, but yeah, it was a it was a great day to be a TCU fan. That was a pretty Ooh. pretty resounding win over Oklahoma. And but, not to say I told you so, but I told every friend I had that was an Oklahoma fan that just thought that they were going to cruise to another 10-win season and compete for a conference championship, I was like, they want to tap the brakes a little bit. They could do that, but they lost a ton of talent to the transfer portal. You have a new coach who I think is going to do a great job eventually, but it's a new system on offense and defense that you have to put in, and that takes time. And I think both of those things showed, and obviously it hurt losing their starting quarterback what about midway through the game but at that point TCU already had a pretty large lead so it's not like Oklahoma was winning up until the point where their quarterback went down and then TCU took control of the game yeah exactly and you're right you called that early on you said hang on on uh, Oklahoma they got a lot of new there in Norman and I think we're seeing that they've they've lost back-to-back games for the first time since 1999, is that right, Bob that's, Stoops' first year? Wow, that's incredible. How about that? Yeah, I did predict that they would lose four, but they've already lost two that I didn't think they'd lose. So yeah, I don't yeah. know how the season's going to go. Yeah. But I, I know that they're really not used to, say, a 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four season or, or worse. I don't think it'll be worse, but it could. And, man, that, there would – you know, Venerables isn't going anywhere anytime soon, but there would be a lot of heat and a lot of gnashing of teeth, so to speak. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, and uh, TCU put 55 points on that Oklahoma defense. They were one touchdown away from getting to 62. And our uh, studio guy, I don't think he said, Dave Shook, I don't think he said this on the air, but he said to us, said, now it's a race to see who gets to 62 first, <laughs> TCU or Aaron Judge. Such a great line. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. So, uh, wow, great win by TCU on Saturday. Back to uh, the Baylor game. Uh, the Bears and special teams just really got outplayed on Saturday. And credit Oklahoma State, huge plays in special teams. They had uh, uh, 222 yards in returns. Baylor had uh, 77 yards in kick returns. Of course, the 98-yard kick return by Jaden Nixon. He's the Big 12's uh, newcomer and co 
spe- or special teams and co-newcomer player of the week. Uh, and that was huge. I mean, that was the opening kickoff uh, in the third quarter. So you go from 16-3 and, and come right out, and all of a sudden it's 23-3, to just like that, you know, 15 seconds into the third quarter. Yeah, the two most disappointing things were obviously the special teams breakdowns and give Oklahoma State credit, but it's just something you, you're not used to seeing with this coaching staff. You know, they're really good on special teams. And so that was disappointing. And they, uh, Coach Aranda uh, talked about the lack of energy at the, at the beginning of the game, and that's, that's something that's happened in most of their losses the last two years. Uh, it was especially – especially so in the TCU game last year, I think. And then yep. Coach Aranda had talked about matching energy after that game. And in this game, he talked about the lack of energy before the game. And I thought it was I, – I agreed. I thought it was kind of obvious too. And, and I just – I have a little trouble understanding that, just knowing the importance of the game and being at home in front of a sold-out crowd. That, that w- those were the most disappointing things. And you yep. have to – you know – you have to put everything in context. I think a lot of fan, Baylor fans, including myself, were a little spoiled after last year. And we have to remember at the beginning of last year, they were picked eighth in the conference. You know, so sure. all this winning, it's great, and we expect it to continue, but it's still a process, and it's still pretty early in the process. And Oklahoma State's really good. I mean, they're a good that team. Too, yes. You know, give them credit for sure. But it, it really hurts being a home game, you know, losing a game at home, and you know how many tough road games are still left on the schedule. The other part of the uh, special teams was the Oklahoma State punter, Tom Hutton is his name. Interesting story. He's an Australian guy, Australian rules football. He played before he came here to college. He's 32 years old. He's the oldest oldest player in college football right now. And, man, did he have a good day. He twice pinned Baylor inside the 10-yard line. And that was another, um, you know, sort of hidden fact or hidden yards, if you will, in that game uh, was not only the kickoff returns, Aaron, but the punting that pinned Baylor deep. Yeah, and that, that part you you give all the credit to Oklahoma State right, and their right. punter. Um, that resulted in points for them and a short field right after that safety which, credit to Baylor's defense, they were able to get Oklahoma State off the field after that happened. But, yeah, they don't get the safety, obviously, if their punter doesn't pin Baylor inside the one-yard line. Yep, exactly. Um, Bears down 16-3 to at halftime. Third quarter was just back and forth. I think it was, um, what was it, 39 points combined in a 12-and-a-half-minute stretch in the third quarter. So, you know, not a lot of points, only three by Baylor in the first half. But, boy, that third quarter was back and forth, and I thought Baylor was back in it. They were back in it. I mean, they got within one score after the uh, the long touchdown pass. On fourth and five, by the way, fourth and five from the 30-yard line, Baylor went for it. Their own 30, yeah. Their own 30, exactly. And a 70-yard touchdown pass to uh, Monterey Baldwin, who had a huge game. Seven catches for 174 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and Blake Shapin really uh, statistically had his best game. Uh, you know, maybe maybe not overall. He was intercepted twice, but statistically he had a lot of uh, yards as well. 28 of 40, 345 yards, two long touchdown passes. Yeah, and one of those interceptions – was off the hands of a receiver, so right. it wasn't the result of a bad throw. It right, was, good point. But 
You talked about Monterey Baldwin. I saw um, a uh, post on Twitter, and I forgot who it was, or I'd give him credit, but he was the fastest player in college football this weekend. I believe they clocked him at 22 and a half miles an hour. Oh, is that right? On the wow. uh, on that touchdown that you're talking wow. about. He had yeah. two long touchdowns, but on that one, yeah, he was clocked. I believe, I'll double check it in just a second, but he was clocked at 22 and a half miles an hour. I wow. Think. I believe it. That cat is fast. And once he gets to the edge like that, I mean, if you're chasing from behind, you don't have an angle, you're not going to catch Monterey Baldwin. Nobody is. It's a site called Recruiting Analytics and 22.8 miles an hour, which that's the fastest I've seen college or pro as far as them tracking. I don't think I've seen anyone over 23 miles an hour when they track, you know, when they're tracking speeds of people. 22.8. He is fast. That is wild. So uh, so that was a big play. Fourth down and five, and you not only get the first down, but Baldwin takes it the distance, gets in the end zone. Great crowd on Saturday. The Go Gold campaign, thanks to everybody that, you know, made that a real good, uh, great atmosphere at McLean Stadium. I mean, uh, most everybody in the gold. Of course, the Baylor line leading the way. The team wearing gold pants, gold jerseys, gold helmets. Uh, it was really good. The crowd was 47,979, seventh biggest in uh, McLean Stadium history. Yeah, the crowd was great. Was it quite as gold as I hoped for? It wasn't bad, but it was, you know, you want it completely gold for the gold sure. out. But that yeah. comes, you know, the more you do it, it just, it kind of builds into a tradition, I think. And it's it's getting better, but there was a few kind of splotches, <laughs> I guess is the <laughs> word I'm looking for, right. of non-gold. But like like I said, hopefully that will get better. Yeah. But uh, great crowd, beautiful day, beautiful weather. I mean, you couldn't have asked for any better weather on Saturday. So uh, all in all, you know, big day at McLean Stadium, but the Cowboys uh, come out on top of the Baylor uh, Bears. Bears now 3-2 and two on the year. They're 1-1 one and one in the Big 12. They drop out of the AP Top 25. I was going to ask you, are you surprised at that? Baylor was 16 a week ago and lost to a team that was number nine at the time uh, of the game. And they fell 10 spots to number 26, so fell out of the top 25. I wasn't surprised. I don't think that they probably should have, but, I mean, they've lost two of four. And so both of the losses are kind of fresh in voters' minds, I think, still. And even though they were both two good teams and ranked teams, uh, which is why I think they should still be in the top 25, but – uh, it's still two losses in four weeks, and I think that was probably the most, the thing most on voters' minds because they just don't keep up with every team sure. that much. And just the record's three and two. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I think I'm right. There's no teams in the top 25 this week that have two losses. So um, for that reason, yes, I can see it. But I, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest. I thought Baylor might fall to, uh, you know, 22, 23, 24, somewhere in there, but uh, completely out of the poll. They are in the coaches' poll at number 22. They were 14th in that poll a week ago. And speaking of the AP poll, how about uh, how about the Big 12? Oklahoma State moves up to number 7. Uh, TCU is number 17. Kansas in the poll at number 19. And Kansas State in at number 20. And how about uh, college game day headed to Lawrence, Kansas, in advance of TCU at Kansas coming up this Saturday? 
something I never thought I would see, <laughs> but something that is absolutely well-deserved by both teams. Yes, absolutely. They have earned that college game day appearance. Two unbeatens. TCU is 4-0. and Kansas is 5-0. and And game day will be there on Saturday morning. Then the Frogs play the Jayhawks uh, Saturday morning at 11. So uh, there's a bit of a recap from the weekend. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in a moment. Look ahead, the week ahead in the Big 12. Plus, uh, man, coaches are falling left and right. Some a little surprising coaching changes already here in the first half of the season. We're off and running on this Monday. Again, we'll let you hear from head coach Dave Aranda coming up in a bit. Aaron Sexton, John Morris. Brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us on Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas and hear from new head baseball coach Mitch Thompson and equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, Wednesdays at 7 this fall, here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs, from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. You know that guy that walks around with pants that are just a little too short? And he's wearing brand new loafers, but no socks? Then he crosses his legs right across from you, and you have to look at his bare ankles. Ugh. Well, that's what it's like to drive your truck around without any step bars. Hi, Jay from Pickup Outfitters here to talk about one of the most common forms of truck nudity, driving around without any step bars, a rampant problem in Central Texas. Now, step bars do have their functional benefits. They save wear and tear on your back and your knees. They make it easy for your wife and your children to get in and out of your truck. But mostly, having step bars on your truck is just the decent thing to do. No one wants to look at your bare rocker panels. So help us end truck nudity and put some step bars on that truck. We have some great specials on either the black or the stainless steel chrome look. Check it out at createacommotion.com steps. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution and help us end truck nudity at Pickup Outfitters. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Hello, Central Texas sports fans. Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. Do you suffer from occasional lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain? I know I do. I had neck pain after breaking my neck in a cycling accident. What did I turn to? RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. Uh, they have an unbelievable offer right now. Buy one, get one free. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME. That's reliefandrecovery.com. Enter Game Time. RX 300 Topical Pain Cream was developed by double board certified and fellowship trained pain management physicians. Trusted by both medical professionals, athletic trainers, also good for arthritis relief, carry your gym, or travel bag. Simply rub the cream on affected areas as needed. Limited time offer. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME for your buy one, get one free tube of RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday. We're brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. I was over there at uh, McLean Stadium earlier today. Things quiet at the Baylor Club today. As normal, closed on Mondays. Got to have a little chance to recuperate from a big weekend. Uh, but, Aaron, I was also thinking, you know, we've said for two years that uh, Sunday brunch at the Baylor Club is the Bear Victory Brunch. And they they had their brunch yesterday, but for the first time in two years, it was not after a Baylor win. Yeah, that's uh, man, that's hey, I knew it was this, a good run. I it knew was the a stat good stretch, but yeah, hearing it again, it's it's like kind of kind of just now sinking in that the yeah. win streak is over. So it was just a sun. It not uh, that's not fair. Not just a brunch. I mean, their brunch is unlike any other. But it was the Baylor Club Sunday brunch yesterday, not the Bear Victory brunch, which we've had and been able to talk about for the last two years because Baylor hadn't lost at home since December of 2020. But great things going on at the Baylor Club. Another great weekend. My family uh, uh, loves the opportunity to go in the Baylor Club during the games and. Uh, it's just uh, it's it's a great experience adds to the experience of home games at McLean Stadium that is uh, just talking about game day they also had Friday night live they had the brunch yesterday and they'll be back at it tomorrow morning with breakfast lunch and dinner at the Baylor Club plenty of activities coming up hey they're going to have a watch party for the Baylor West Virginia game doors open at five kickoff at six central time Thursday week so make a reservation for that and enjoy the Baylor West Virginia Virginia game from the Baylor Club with uh, fellow fans there. So that's uh, just one of many, many items on the upcoming schedule for the Baylor Club. Check it all out on the web, thebaylorclub.com, thebaylorclub.com. If you have questions about membership, about reserving a space, about uh, reserving a spot for uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, give them a call at 254-710-8080. Actually, you don't need to reserve a spot for breakfast, but for lunch and dinner, uh, it would be preferable. 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Uh, Aaron uh, saw that uh, Paul Christ was fired yesterday at Wisconsin, so that is now... I think five coaches at uh, Power 5 schools that have already been uh, let go this year. 
Of course, Scott Frost uh, was probably the first at Nebraska. Herm Edwards at Arizona State fired walking off the field after a loss. Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Uh, Carl Durrell at, at Colorado was let go this weekend. And then Paul Christ at Wisconsin yesterday. Think about that. Uh, this was his eighth year at Wisconsin. He was 67-26. and 26. He was 43-18 and 18 in the Big Ten. And they won three Big Ten West Division <laughs> titles in seven years. You know, his previous seven years. This is his eighth. But 43-18 and 18 in the Big Ten. Big Ten, they start out two and three this year, and they make a coaching change. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. I, I was shocked at that. And same, you know, all I kept thinking was, man, that sounds a lot like what Nebraska did mm. <laughs> with Bo Pelini. You know, he, uh, yeah, he was very good and had a very good record, but it wasn't ten wins in a conference title every season, and they got rid of him, and it's just been downhill since. Yeah. And well, I was going to say they've been at the bottom of the hill for a while, but it got worse this year. You know, I mean, really, they they before they hired uh, before they fired Scott Frost, they uh, had a couple of really really bad losses. So uh, Paul Chris, the latest uh, to lose his job in, in at a Power Five school uh, in Wisconsin. Now we'll finish out the season without him. But uh, I just thought, you know, when I was reading about that and seeing his record, and this is a guy that had Wisconsin, you know, in the national picture really really every year, certainly the Big Ten picture every year. But uh, you start two and three, and you're out the door. So tough there, and uh, the latest in uh, what has become a series of high-profile coaching changes uh, around the nation. Big 12 this week, uh, here's a look at the schedule. We talked about TCU at Kansas. It's Saturday morning, 11 a.m. on FS1. Uh, ESPN's College Game Day will be there, 9 to 11. And uh, isn't that cool, Aaron? uh, TCU, Kansas, two undefeated teams from the Big 12. They get game day there. Yeah, it's it's, and I'm looking forward to that game. I think TCU will probably win going away, but Kansas has surprised me every game, almost well, almost every game this season. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, Kansas coming off the win over Iowa State. Uh, you know, at some point we got to quit saying that about Kansas. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, well, you know, there's no more prove it games <laughs> right, for them. Right. They've proven it. Yeah, it's just a matter of how good they are, not whether they're good or not. Yep. Heard an interview with Brian Haney, uh, the voice of the Jayhawks, earlier today, and he was talking about one more win and they're bowl eligible, you know? And that's a big step right there. Not not just 5-0, and oh, but one more win, and uh, they know they'd be bowling this year. So TCU at Kansas, Saturday morning at 11. Also Saturday morning at 11 on ABC from the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. It's Texas and OU. Neither are ranked this week. First time since 1998. The, the, uh, they play the Red River rivalry game uh, with neither team ranked, and that's the case this year. Yeah, and every other team playing this weekend in the Big 12 is ranked. Mm. And it's getting a little old <laughs> with all the, you know, all the other teams having to carry Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Red River rivalry Saturday morning at 11 on ABC. 2.30 on FS1. Tech at now number seven, Oklahoma State. Cowboys uh, sitting at 4-0 and on the season. They are 1-0 and in the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas, 
the only teams that are undefeated overall on the season. Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and TCU, the four that are undefeated in league play at this point. Tech at Oklahoma State, Saturday at 2.30. Saturday evening at 6.30 gets the ESPNU treatment. 20th ranked Kansas State at Iowa State. Iowa State sitting at uh, 0-2. You know, look at the standings. Uh, Iowa State is 0-2. Oklahoma is 0-2. West Virginia is 0-2 in the Big 12. Yeah, and there was – in that Iowa State game, it really showed you the difference in philosophies. If you watched both that and the Baylor games between the two staffs, uh, Matt Campbell elected to go for a game-tying field goal on fourth and two late in that game, deep in Kansas territory instead of trying to go for it and go yep. for the win. Yep. In a situation that I don't obviously have access to their exact analytics, but I'm pretty sure with the time left and the timeouts that they had, that Baylor would have went for it at that point and tried to get the win and went for the tie as kind of a last resort, you know, if, if time got down. Sure. But he got, he, uh, Matt Campbell opted to go for the game-tying field goal with about 29 seconds left and at least one timeout still in his pocket. They missed the field goal, and that, that was ball game. Yeah, and it wasn't – I don't remember how long it was. It wasn't that long It was pretty goal. short, which, yeah, yeah is, an, is another reason why I think Teams that follow analytics pretty closely would have went for it. They were deep in the territory and and had a very good opportunity, even though it was fourth and short, to score the go-ahead touchdown and not have to worry about just tying it and going into overtime. Man, missed the field goal, lost 14-11. to So that's how uh, that played out. Now Iowa State home hosting a resurgent Kansas State team Saturday evening at 6.30. That's it, those four games uh baylor and west virginia of course have the weekend off as they prepare to meet each other's thursday week in morgantown all right uh let's take a break here when we come back let you listen into a portion of the post game with coach dave aranda from saturday no press conference today with no game this week but uh the uh, you enjoy hearing from coach aranda after the game on saturday stay with us john morris aaron sexton we're back with more in just a moment from the allen samuel studios we are brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy? Negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain. No, oh, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he could soup some sushi. <laughs> the Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make a winning drive to Genco and refinance your vehicle. Every loan can skip monthly payments for 90 days with rates as low as 3.75% APR for 48 months. Right now is the time to make a play. At Genco, we save you money by helping you pay less for your car. Every loan scores no payments for 90 days. Then have a chance to win three more months of no payments. Apply online today for an additional discount of 0.15%. Off our already low rates, subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org, member NCUA. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services. Whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out, their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recess lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel upgrades, and circuit breaker replacements. Call BP Services today for a free estimate within 24 hours. And if you agree to the estimate, 15% off your bill. 254-292-8908. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your need. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Alabama jumps Georgia's in the AP poll. Alabama 1, Georgia 2, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson rounding out the top five. OK State moves to 7, TCU is at 17, and Kansas at number 19. OU and Baylor both fall out after their losses. Dallas Cowboys are 3-0 and under Cooper Rush, beating the Commanders 25-10. Cowboys move to 3-1 and overall and have the Rams coming up on Sunday. On Monday Night Football tonight. Rams are at San Francisco. UMHB jumps past Austin College to stay at number four in the D3 poll. K.J. Miller set a new career punt return yardage record with two big returns on Saturday. Aaron Judge is still looking for number 62 and comes to Arlington to face the Rangers for the last four games. Rangers and Yankees first pitch tonight, 6.05, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Chapin looking to throw. Pass caught by Baldwin at midfield. Runs to the 40, to the 30, down the sideline. You're not going to catch Monterey Baldwin. Wow, on fourth down and five. Chapin to Baldwin for the Baylor touchdown. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Another of those long touchdown passes. One a 49-yarder, that one a 70-yarder from Blake Chapin to Monterey Baldwin on Saturday. Not enough as the Bears fall short of Oklahoma State 36 25 the final score welcome back and want you to hear now from coach dave aranda following the game on saturday disappointing loss for the bears coming at home snaps a nine game home winning streak for the bears uh, but against a really good oklahoma state team and that's where coach aranda started the uh, post-game press conference by giving oklahoma state credit it's good to see you guys a lot of credit to uh, oklahoma state you know, I thought that um, they started fast. I thought that all three sides of it uh, for them played really confident and fast. I thought, um, you know, I'm proud of our team for the second half that we had and the ability to um, to start that third quarter with some um, um, some emotion and um, some energy which frankly was was missing in the first and second quarter. And, uh, you know, I thought there in the third and fourth, there wasn't really a a point in time to where, you know, there was someone kind of hiding out or someone kind of looking for a break or any of that. I thought there was fight all the way. So way proud of that. I thought, you know, um, there's a lot to be learned from there. But, you know, it's a lot to be learned from the first half. I just, it's disappointing the way that we started. And, um, you know, I think there was a, a time um, we had staff meet earlier this morning and part of the, the talk was, you know, I feel almost like a like a, a really strong confidence and we're going to find out whether it's grounded or not. Right. Is this confidence grounded in reality, grounded in kind of work put in and um, and all of it, because uh, the last time you kind of felt this was a couple weeks ago and we had a similar result. And so I think. You know, for us as a staff, and for me particularly, kind of working through some of that and reading the signs of kind of where the youth of the team is and um, how they are um, how they are reading um, kind of, hey, this game means this and all the outside things that really we have to kind of limit, I think is really going to be a key for the rest of the season. And uh, it's a big lesson for me. But with that, I'll take any questions you guys got. Yeah, Dave, on, on Monday you mentioned their speed. Uh, they, they really flashed it in a lot of places today. What was it like just trying to deal with just the speed they have in so many different spots? Yeah, I thought particularly special teams, um, you know, we were we were outplayed in that area. And uh, it was disappointing to see. And, you know, you look at it from from our side, just all the improvement that has to take place there to um, to get us to where we are a, uh, a viable outfit. And so, 
you know, a lot of good learning that's got to go on. I think it'll be good uh, with some of the time we have to get some of the emotions with some of the, the, the players and the staff out of it so we can address kind of just the reality of it. Um, but I thought that, um, you know, this, it's Oklahoma State's a fast team. They're a good team. And, um, you know, we are too. And so I, I think our ability to kind of take the lessons learned and apply them and not weaponize them is really going to be key. Dave, you go for it a few times on fourth down deep in your own territory there in the second half. Was that just a matter of that's what the numbers told you to do, or did you have this feeling that you were going to have to kind of start chasing the game? Yeah, I think it was both. I th the, you know, the numbers were saying that, but then I think the feeling was was that um, you know it also becomes um, you're racing against the clock, and I think that's when those real those real aggressive fourth. What was it? Balls on the 30 or whatever it is. That's when those kind of come into play. Is when the clock's an issue and possessions are dwindling. Dave, Oklahoma State had the punt where they pinned y'all deep, mm -hmm. and then they got the safety. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy for fans, easy for us. At when a play goes wrong, to 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 go. What are they thinking? Mm -hmm. What what did y'all see that made you think? a pitch was a good idea in the end zone. Yeah, I think that was in a, um, what, what Oklahoma State was doing versus that wing set. They were playing with two um, basically defensive ends. And so that was in somewhat of a particular new set that they'd been playing just versus us. And so that really kind of showed itself on that particular play. And so credit goes to them. You know, I think we've got, I want to say we've got two tight ends at the point of attack and you wish that all of that would have been better. But, um, you know, I think the, that play in particular had been a positive play just a week earlier. And so I think we were, we were looking at it from that lens. But, you know, I go back to the, that special teams prior to that. I think we just have to handle that better. I think the hidden yardage in this is, is not really good for the Baylor Bears. And so I think that of, of, of all of the three sides of the ball and all of it, that's the one area that we must have improvement. Dave, you had four games to break your own secondary down, and then today, what are you seeing from your defensive backs right now that maybe you need to really work on in this bye week before you guys head to West Virginia? No, appreciate that. I think there is a lot of improvement that can be had just with our um, our corner play with um, vertical kind of go balls. And some of it is when we're bailing in a third, uh, which, should, which um, is probably easier to do. Some of it is in man when we're in press and there's someone winning or losing the line of scrimmage, so it's a little bit harder to do. And then um, some of it is when we're in two, uh, cover two, and we're getting a reroute on one, and we have to exit angle and kind of take away kind of a hole shot between the corner and the safety. And so I think all of that is there. And I think some of the fight when you're trying to improve that is that one thing affects the other thing. You know, and then it starts to kind of you start to it's almost like quicksand you feel and wherever you step, you're going to you're going to um, get sunk in. And so that may be where we're at a little bit. And so I think our ability to, hey, dude, you've got all the tools, you've got all the ability. Right. One thing doesn't affect the other thing. Right. Let's just f take the emotion out and focus on what we can do better. I think that's the message.
Coach in the back. Uh, obviously, you know, you mentioned special teams a little bit, but when you just look at the box score, you outgain them. Time of possession is about the same. You actually have more yards per play than them, and you lose by double digits. Mm-hmm. On some of those key plays that probably impacted that from an offense versus defensive perspective, what did they do right that you guys weren't able to replicate? I think there is a, it's a really good question. I think there's a lot of confidence with them. And I would probably call that grounded confidence. I think we're not there yet, you know? And I think, um, I think some of that has, I think some of that is, um, you know, hey, this ain't, this ain't last year, you know? And I think the other thing is, I think the sacrifices that it takes for guys throughout the week to continually kind of attack just the process and just the grind of it. You know, I think from a bye week perspective, it's probably good timing for us because of the the grind that we've been through. Um, but I think you know everything is training for something, and I think those those attitudes that we bring into it really matter because that's what you're training. You know, if it's kind of I'm in the thing and it's like oh, and it's oh, and it's all that, then that's what it becomes. You know, that's what you're training. That's what you're repping. Whereas if I'm really attacking this or attacking that, and I think you know that is a that's a that's a me problem right here. I can do a lot better with that, right? And I have to be, I think I have to be uh, probably more black and white with that in terms of expectations. Dave uh, Spencer Sanders had like 72 yards rushing in the first half. Hardly did any in the second half. Was that a halftime adjustment or was it just execution better? I think the energy level was better. Yeah, I think our energy level was better. And so we were able to, to match that. You know, I think there was times in the first half just on the sideline, just in the huddles, where it was, it was as if someone drained our blood from our faces. And it felt like that, you know, and didn't feel that at all in the second half. Dave, what seemed different to you, especially in the first half offensively this week after seeming to kind of get a good rhythm going last week at Iowa State? And then how did you adjust it at halftime? Because you did start the second half much faster offensively than the first. Yeah, uh, no, I appreciate that. I think it's, it's, it's energy again, I think. I think, um, you know, in the first half, I felt that um, – you know, I guess you could argue, hey, that first that first drive, something could have happened here or something could have happened here, and maybe it'd be different. Um, you know, it's crazy how life is like that. But I think you know, overall on offense, though, right? There was just there was more energy um, when we would kind of huddle. Or just just I use this as an example. When we would huddle to w- run off on the field in the first half. It was you, I would be kind of bumping into guys, kind of let's get going. The second half, I didn't do that one time. I didn't do that one time, and so it was just a way different, um, um, way different energy, lo- energy energy level there. And I think you know you look at it throughout the week. I thought we had a good week. I thought that there was there was effort being given, and so I think really for us, like the task within the task, like what are we really doing? when we're doing what we're doing is really where we've got to build it. We've got to get some answers and get some connection between, um, you know, uh, between uh, veteran players, younger players, 
uh, offensive players, defensive players, special teams players, players, coaches. We got to get connected in that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's Coach Dave Aranda postgame Saturday following the loss to Oklahoma State. Uh, you can hear the resolve in his voice of uh, figuring out what happened then correcting it and moving forward from there. With the loss, the Bears 1-1 one one in Big 12 play. They're 3-2 and two on the season. They drop out of the AP top 25 poll. They're in the coaches poll at number 22 this week. Next up at West Virginia Thursday week, October 13th in Morgantown. All right, uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll look ahead. We'll share some birthdays with you, wrap things up in the 3 o'clock hour. Glad you're with us on a Monday. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. Check out the podcast of Joe Kaleo, Your Money and a Cup of Joe. Just check it out. Search Joe Kaleo and Kaleo Wealth Management. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. 
This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more, only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details. Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday. Do appreciate you being with us. Uh, Just getting going here this afternoon. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Four to six for the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, what do you guys have planned between four and six? We will obviously have lots of talk about Baylor, Oklahoma State. We will also have Cowboys talk. And at five o'clock, we will have Rangers radio broadcaster Matt Hicks on to talk about the game tonight in which Aaron Judge will try to break Roger Maris's record of 61 home, American League record of 61 home runs, of which, I've, of course, he is currently tied. If you've watched any sports over the last week, you know that because they cut into every sporting event to <laughs> show right. every Aaron Judge at bat. <laughs> it was so frustrating Saturday. I was like, you know, I'm a baseball fan. And I hope he does break the record, but I'm watching college football. If I wanted to see whether he was breaking the record in real time, I would have been watching baseball. Yeah. You know, I'm like, if he does, I'll watch the highlight and it'll be great. But I don't need to stop breaking into TCU boat racing Oklahoma. You're ruining my fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aaron Judge, uh, don't you think a lot of people are going to be interested in that series now? Uh, in Arlington, it's it's one game today. It's a split doubleheader tomorrow, and then the regular season finale on Wednesday afternoon in Arlington. Absolutely, and we will have all the night games right here on ESPN Central Texas. The day game tomorrow will be on 100.7 Cool FM, our sister station. But, yeah, we will uh, join the pregame in progress today, probably about – 5.45 or 5.50, but we will have all the game action uh, because the first pitch is at 6.07. So gotcha. You can yep. listen to Eric Nadell maybe call him breaking the record, which yeah. would be my preferred way to uh, hear or see it. Yep, very cool. So big series there in Arlington, final games of the regular season uh, come up this week in Major League Baseball. So stay tuned for that. Matt Mosley show coming up here at 4 o'clock and then Rangers-Yankees at the top of the hour. Biggest Yankees fans on, fan I know is uh, Matt Izetti here in Waco. And sure enough, they're going up. Uh, he and his family are going up to the game tomorrow, the day game tomorrow. So uh, that's pretty cool to have that option to have the Yankees here close uh, close enough to drive up to Arlington and uh, and see the Yankees and the Rangers. 
Um, and then remember game time weekday mornings. That comes up 7 to 9 a.m. again tomorrow morning with Tom, with Ward, with Ryan. Your first word in local sports is game time weekday mornings 7 to 9 a.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, some birthdays to uh, to share with you today. Uh, big day, October the 3rd, Joe Wyatt's birthday. Coach Joe Wyatt coached a number of places and uh, is, has settled and retired here in Waco. Happy birthday to Coach Joe Wyatt. If I've got the information right, he's 91 years old today. So, Coach, appreciate you and love you and happy birthday to you. It is uh, Jeanette uh, Gary's birthday. Uh, Jeanette is big with the Baylor Bear Foundation. Happy birthday to uh, her. Uh, let's see. Hagen Heilig-Brot's birthday is today, former Baylor baseball player. Um, Katie Ingleston's birthday uh, was for a while at uh, Channel 25. Has been at uh, Bally Sports Southwest. Has just moved to Bally Sports Florida. Going to cover uh, the sports over there in Florida. Happy birthday to Katie today. Uh, Jim Vick's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Jim. Rodney Outlaw's birthday. And uh, I think that is it. Yes. Let me go back to yesterday, if you don't mind. Uh, Ryan Bertelsman's birthday is, was yesterday. And uh wish I'd known that yesterday. I saw him in church, was talking to him in church. I had no idea it was his birthday. So, Ryan, uh, happy birthday a day late, and I apologize that I didn't know that when we were talking yesterday. Lauren Schwartz's birthday was yesterday. Clifton Odom, former Baylor defensive back. Austin Stone, former Baylor pitcher. Randall Linebaugh, former Baylor pitcher. Uh, who else? Uh, these are going back to yesterday. David Hardage, his birthday was yesterday. Uh, love David Hardage and Raymond Cockrell, uh, down in Colleen. Happy birthday to uh, Raymond Cockrell from yesterday. All right, there's uh, today and yesterday for me, Aaron. How about for, for you today? I have a few today. Chubby Checker turns 81. Motley Crew drummer Tommy Lee turns 60. Voice judge and uh, former No Doubt lead singer Gwen Stefani turns 53. Actress Nev Campbell turns 49. Actress Lena Head- Headley, uh, excuse me, actress Lena Headey, uh, who played uh, Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones, turns 49. Sean William Scott turns 46. Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, turns 39. A few and a few musical ones to wrap up. Singer guitarist Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac is seventy three. Singer Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys is fifty one, and rapper ASAP Rocky is thirty four. There you go, man. That's a good list. All right, happy birthday to those folks. We got to get out of here. Matt Mosley is warming up in the bullpen. Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at three. Stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Uh, a good meat stick will really get you far in life. The source.